Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you this week. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We do two Vegas news shows each week and we combine them together for this podcast, the audio version, but you can watch them. Tons of good stuff to see along with them if you want to on YouTube. But we had a great show this week. Apollo, who now owns the Venetian, dropped a big bombshell. They're going to spend a billion dollars renovating that iconic property. Plus, Tillman Fertitta got his South Vegas Strip property approved. It looks kind of like a Cosmo clone, but we're getting another new property coming to Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard. We also heard from the developers of AllNet Arena, that arena on the site of the former Wet n Wild space. They're coming back with funding and new renders. So much going on. Punk Rock Museum, the M&M store turning 25, and an update on Bally's construction and switch to Horseshoe. This show is packed full of stuff, so stick around. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Just search MTM Vegas. And don't forget that we also have a Miles Points Travel Podcast, the Miles to Memories Podcast. You can just search Miles to Memories in any podcast app or head to mtmpodcast.com. Thanks so much to everybody who listens to the podcast. We just passed 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thanks to everybody who watches over there. Let's hit it. So Mark, did you see that Las Vegas has these new pizza ATM fast food machines from the cake boss, Buddy Velastro, he has his cake ATMs. Now you can get pizza in a vending machine, and it looks absolutely delicious. No, I'm just kidding. It looks it looks the opposite of that. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, Caesars needs this because they can't uh, employ people or they don't want to hire people to actually staff <laughs> their restaurants. But it reminds me, I don't know, maybe this is a Midwest thing, like egg in a frame. You used to eat as a kid where you rip out the center of the bread and you drop the egg in there and cook it all. I think we called it something different. I'm trying to remember. Egg in a basket, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I that's think. what it was. Yep, egg in a basket. Yeah, so that's what the cheese pizza looks like. It looks really weird. The pepperoni doesn't look too terrible but i've tried one of these type of machines by my house and it's very you know frozen pizza-esque not a lot of sauce not a lot of flavor you know middle of the night if that's all that you got because everything's closed i think it's perfect and that's the only reason i guess because of that link is the exact spot it should be yeah it's, it's a good spot there it's sold out its first day so uh congratulations the big news of the week the venetian is going to undergo a $1 billion renovation. Uh, We know that Venetian just sold Las Vegas Sands, sold it uh, to Apollo last year, and uh, they're coming in and going to make a number of changes in investing north of $1 billion. And as they say, they're going to touch every corner, every area of the guest experience uh, as they renovate the rooms, the themes. But the good thing they said is that the Italian theming is going to stay. So it's going to remain a themed hotel. Thank God. Yeah, I haven't stayed at the Venetians in like 10, 12 years. And even back then, the rooms were pretty beat up and and a little warm. I was a little underwhelmed. I like the size of the room and, you know, having the steps down and all that. But it did seem... I was kind of shocked at how, you know, beat up the rooms were. So this has been a long time coming. It's kind of sad. They paid such a high amount of money to buy it. And then they got to put a billion into to fixing it up. But, you know, that kind of sucks. But I'm glad to see it and glad to see the theming saying, you know, we've been moving away from theming, which I think is the wrong type of thing. But, you know, it is what it is. They do mention that the theming is 90s Italy, right? And they say that, you know, theming has evolved since then. So expect the theme to change a bit as far as the decor and everything else to bring it more modern, but it'll still be, basically, this is what they said. We are a themed hotel. We'll always be a themed hotel. That sets us apart. But the Italy of the 90s that the Venetian was modeled after has evolved. So you're going to get a much, I guess, more modern take on it. Um, They said that they're going to offer new food and beverage concepts. 
new entertainment, nightlife, bar offerings. The casino floor will look significantly different. So this is gonna be a top to bottom renovation. They just renovated the Venetian pool area. The Palazzo pool area is gonna get a renovation. Tau also been renovated recently. So basically top to bottom. They also said that in the last five years, they've been producing 70 to 110 shows per year in their theaters. They have four showrooms at the Venetian. We know MSG Sphere is coming, but they said that they wanna up that to between 700 to 1,000 shows a year. So it looks like they're going to get all of their showrooms up and running full steam ahead. I, I found that very weird. Like it almost like he misspoke. Like, how do you, <laughs> we're going to do 10 times. That's what we're going to do. 10 times the amount of show. That doesn't make any sense to me. How you go from, you know, a few <laughs> shows to uh, the most amount of shows. Yeah, it's crazy. I think back in the day when Venetian opened, they had all these showrooms going. So there was always shows. And then I don't know when they just decided where they were just not filling the showrooms and they just haven't done nearly as many things. So back in the day, it feels like they always had crazy amounts of shows in their small showrooms, their big showrooms. Even some of the smaller showrooms they would use for multiple different shows at a time. So uh, it's good to see that they're going back to that. I'm excited. I mean, a billion dollars, that's a lot of money. And it does seem like every part of this resort is going to be touched. And this is a world-class resort, one of the largest hotels in the world. And uh, I think it's one of my favorite hotels in Vegas. So with the rooms getting that refresh, they're going to be modern and redesigned. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. And it could be a contender for best Vegas hotel. Yeah, they definitely, you know, they compete with Wynn and everything like that. So hopefully the remodel brings it up to that level you know, service is another big, big key to that. I don't know. It's exciting. I mean, every week it seems like we're talking about a new casino, a new tower, uh, a, tons of investment, hundreds of millions of dollars. This is, I mean, every week we have news of new investment coming to Las Vegas. So uh, this is, uh, it's kind of exciting uh, between Fountain Blue opening, you have that new Tillman Fertitta Casino announced or not announced, but uh, for the South Strip, you have all this investment M Resort putting up new towers, Station Casinos building new you know, big casinos off strip, uh, obviously uh, a ton more going on things like those smaller projects like dream Las Vegas on the South strip. So it's just, it just really surprises me how much investment we're seeing. Uh, but, uh, it just means that Las Vegas will be more relevant, I guess, cause you're going to have all these more modern 2022 takes on, uh, on hotels, on hospitality and on gaming. Yeah. And I heard that the Venetian is going to have like a small theater in the bar in the lobby that seats like 12 people. And Chris Angel is going to do like 600 shows there. So that makes up a lot of the, a lot of the 700. To All right. So, <laughs> so this is actually a week where we can talk about, uh, talk about Chris Angel news. Uh, he was in the news. Uh, all of a sudden, like very rapid, very suddenly, he put on Instagram that Amistika, his new show, his new Dragon show at uh, Planet Hollywood was closing and it was going to go on tour. I'm guessing that this has something to do with Dragon dying and maybe his company owned the rights or something happened. I saw on Twitter that Chris Angel was apparently not even performing most nights in the show. Um, so I don't know about that. And what's even stranger is that Mind Freak is going to come back, the old show at Planet Hollywood, and he's going to perform in that show. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Angel's Amistika, I guess it fails. I don't know. It's going on tour, bringing back the old show. Joke away, Mark. Joke away. T ticket sales. It was because <laughs> of ticket sales. It has to be. But no, it's, it's funny that he wasn't even there. Like, it was just a money grab. And, I, I, you know, in the announcement, it says, watch my TV special. So maybe he's been busy filming that. And that's why he hasn't been doing it. Now he has time to, you know, Mind Freak and all that. But I read some reviews on Mind Freak and it sounds like it was a pretty horrible show. So I don't know. <laughs> like they said, 10 minutes of tricks and 30 minutes of showing movies of him doing tricks in the past and him like 
berating plants in the, uh, you know, that they put like women, females in the audience. And it just was kind of a mess. And him talking about his other show that they should go see. So I don't know. I think there'll still be plenty of Chris Angel jokes to come in the future. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring them in sporadically. <laughs> Maybe not every episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's funny that he's sticking around. Maybe Amistika will catch on on the road as a touring production. Like I said, there's no real news on why that's happening, why that's going to go on tour all of a sudden. It did say it was like a sudden change. So I'm guessing it has to do with Dragon uh, passing away. But I don't know that uh, for sure. But uh, if you're a big Chris Angel Mind Freak fan, then... Uh, then buy your ticket. You're you're one of five in the world, and uh, he needs Ooh, you to come out and uh, and support him. Did you see that rock paper scissors slot machine? You know, GTE happened this week. I didn't get to go because I had another work conflicting event. I had to fly to Miami uh, because of some stuff on our travel miles and points side, so I didn't get to go. But uh, there was a lot of you know a lot of those similar types of things. You know, electronic gaming stuff like that. But the new thing is these carnival games. And Rock, Paper, Scissors was debuted there. And uh, it's already at Circa. Are you, did you see the video of it? Yeah, uh, it, I mean, I don't, I don't get the, the point of, of it. Like, and then it's really weird. Like you bet $5, $10, $25. And then you could end up, even when you win, you could end up getting only $5. So why would you bet 10 or $25? i am am guessing it plays a role in, you know, you get a better chance of getting a better payout and stuff. But he said in that, like, this doesn't even feel like gambling. Like you can't lose as he's down $45 in the video. So... Uh, I think I don't know what he's saying. He's, he, you know, he's nutty. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. But he and then he wins three times in a row. But yeah, like to your point, one time he bet five, he won five. Mark Meltzer uh, of Play USA, uh, he was at G2E. He says that it operates like a slot machine using a random number generator. Players simply select rock, paper, or scissors, and then they win or lose. You know, based so the computer is basically just matter. picking. One of the three, yeah. You pick. yeah. Yeah, it's just the it's, odds of, you know, you're going to eventually not pick the right ones and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. So it's a very simple game. You either you just pick one of them. If you hit it, then it spins the wheel and you win. But uh, I don't, I don't, it doesn't look what, great to me. That's what I hate about these new carnival games, like the claw game and in this game and, and even like the video game games where you play a little bit. Like it makes it feel like you have some role in it or like a skill could be involved especially with the claw game and it's just another slot machine like it has nothing to do with skill or what you do it's the same as like those when you get the bonus and you pick the card and you're like oh i picked the one right next to the right one it didn't matter what you picked like it's already predetermined and i hate that that it makes you know that gives people a false sense of security when they're when they're playing these i think yeah i i agree and i think just based on that video it doesn't seem like it's going to be a very lucrative slot machine it does seem like you would lose uh, pretty quickly, especially with those lower payouts on the wheel, because you're going to get that fairly often, you know, bet five, win five. So when even when you win, you know, there's a chance you're probably only going to get maybe one, two, three bets worth of money back. So we'll we'll see. But I'll, I'll go uh, film it when I get over to Circa. And uh, it's good to see Circa debut that claw machine, which was at G2E last year. So it seems like they're kind of getting that fast track on these new machines every year, which is kind of cool that they're debuting it at G2E and then you can see it on a casino floor. So I like that uh, a lot. So we also got an update this week on Mirage and the transition to Hard Rock. Joe Lupo, who is the new president of Hard Rock Las Vegas, although they haven't obviously uh, closed the sale, he wrote a letter to Mirage employees kind of letting them know what's happening, that they're working through the regulatory process, telling them to actually register for open enrollment for healthcare for both MGM and for Hard Rock. Um, they expect it, it seems like, to close by the end of the year, but just in case they don't, they want them to be enrolled in, in both programs. 
but he also confirms that we won't see the changeover in brand to Hard Rock until the Guitar Tower is built. So it'll operate as Mirage for several years going forward. They extended their contract with Heritage Steak and California Pizza Kitchen. Beatles Love has been extended through the end of 2023, which makes me think that's pretty much confirmation that it's going away after that or at some point, because why would you say that? I don't know. You know, why not extend it long term? Uh, but it looks like, uh, you know, it's a positive message. Seems like it'll be a nice transition for all the employees once it happens. Yeah, it's hard enough to find people in Vegas for work. So you don't want to, you know, push people out the door or whatever. And I'm sure if they have seniority with MGM, they might look to, to move to other properties or whatever. But it's good that they would have the option to stay if they want, if they just love the property. I'm curious, do you think it'll be like they won't change over the name until the guitar tower's completed or until it start? Because it'll be kind of weird to have like a half a guitar there and it's still called mirage i don't know yeah i mean he mentions in the letter that it's not they're going to operate as mirage basically until they become fully the hard rock including the guitar tower so i don't know but i do know as part of the deal they do have the rights to the mirage name for a few years my guess is that they're going to slowly renovate the other tower as they build the guitar tower as they build new pools um, i've seen some you know other people comment this week that the dolphin habitat looks like it may be getting torn apart, certain parts of it. So I haven't seen that myself, so I'll have to go check that out. But uh, it does seem like maybe we're, we're going to start to see that transition. But I would guess that the Hard Rock name doesn't come until we get the Guitar Tower, that they do a grand reopening when the Guitar Tower opens, and that's like a whole big celebration to welcome in Hard Rock and that it stays Mirage until then because it's just going to be under massive amounts of construction. Just remember that the volcano's going, so the entire strip frontage with that Guitar Tower, I mean, that's going to be a construction site basically, um, so it's going to be kind of uh, iffy for a couple of years there, I think. Did you read the Atlantic article about Siegfried and Roy, Roy at all? I never went to one of their shows. You know, of course, I knew about them because they're in movies and stuff in the 90s. And just the level of fame they got to was kind of crazy. And you don't think of that as magicians anymore. And they kind of like kicked off along with, you know, Wynn building this mega resort and he came to them and said, hey, I want you to, you know, headline it and stuff. And it was the first time they actually had a, a showcase or a, a stage built for them. And with their specifics, they even had like a two-bedroom apartment above it or something. It was like, you know, all these crazy specifications. <laughs> and he did it all. So, you know, Steve Wynn, of course, has done some bad things. Um, but this was like one of the unique things and, and played such a big role in Vegas history. It made me really sad about Mirage, you know, because it was a little bit before my time. But just to hear that talks about the accident that happened on stage and goes into more detail on that and just where they lived and how they had all these animals everywhere and just crazy. Yeah, they had a couple of uh, crazy big houses here in Las Vegas, one closer to the Strip, I would say. And then they had one way out in the Northwest that was sort of their sanctuary that they lived in their later years but they really love those animals and they worked their way up they're a success story for vegas i think they started downtown and then i think they spent many years at like the frontier if i remember right um and yeah like Wynn had that vision to bring that sort of integrated resort concept those mega resorts and to build that theater and to to make them special and they were the top of the town for so many years like i don't know if people remember that but they were the number one show in town they were the show to see that everybody wanted to see and that place was the place to go too back in the day so you know it gets lost in time because so many other resorts came after it but the mirage really was this special place it still is and i think with the transition to hard rock it will be again based on having seen so many of their properties around 
the country, like in Tampa, in Atlantic City, stuff like that. It's going to be special again. I'm excited for it. And uh, it's so many, so much cool history there. It is going to be sad to say goodbye to the Mirage. So Mark, Las Vegas is still busy. People are still coming. I flew out last week. There was lines everywhere, lines at all the lounges, everything else. And then we saw this picture on Twitter just, uh, what, midnight on a Monday night and just everybody packed out at the rideshare area. People are still coming like crazy. Yeah, at first I was uh, surprised by that, especially a Monday night. And then I'm thinking a lot of these people probably did it wrong. Like, <laughs> there's so many ways <laughs> not to get stuck waiting for the Uber. Like, as soon as you get off the uh, monorail or whatever you want to call it, uh, you should, you know, do your car because by the time you walk out and get to the area, it'll be there. And it's like, it's not like a cab line where you're waiting in line and looking at all these people. So it's not as bad as it seems, but still another thing, you know, we always talk about going to Terminal 3. Usually there's nobody there, a couple people top. I remember I was one of the first people to ever take an Uber officially at the airport when they made it legal. And they had those, all those areas that they built and there was like nobody out there. And then now it's like a madhouse. So yeah, uh, never. Uh, I do hate how you have to like go down and then over and they didn't set it up the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, we talked uh, last week about the new Tillman Fertitta Casino that was in front of the uh, city council to get approved or the county commission. And that has now been approved and we learned more about it. Let's start with the look. We got some renderings of it. The first thing I thought when I saw it was that it looked just like Cosmo. And then some people chimed in and said that they thought it looked like Circa. I could see that too. It kind of looks like Cosmo and Circa had a child and there's some green stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, it looks like they have some balconies out on the front. Is, it, is that what you were gathering? I mean, the picture is a little bit smaller, but... Yeah, it looks like it could have some balconies, and it certainly doesn't have as many balconies like Cosmo, but just that modern design of the building reminded me of Cosmo, and that's also why Circa kind of comes into it. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be just wide enough to have two rooms. <laughs> 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 like, it looks pretty tight, long, and narrow. Like, the old-school buildings you see in towns where... You know, just basically has like one room the whole length of the street or something. Uh, and that's the the problem with building on that spot. They, they don't have, you know, it's deep, but it's not very wide. So they're making the use of what they can, but it's a great location. It looks, I'm sure it'll be really nice. You know, Golden Nugget's really nice. So I wouldn't be uh, surprised for it to be a, a good addition. Now, we don't know what the name will be, but Tillman Fertitta owns that 250 room post Oak Hotel in Houston. Which Copper is Nugget. <laughs> no. <laughs> Copper nickel. That's, a, that's a throwback to like every time we talk about this he comes up with a new name but uh it's probably going to be post oak hotel that's his luxury hotel in houston which has some interesting things including like a rolls royce and bentley dealership and one of the rumors for this new casino is that it's going to have a car dealership of some sort i know Wynn tried that out back in the day wasn't it like a ferrari dealership or a porsche or something like that nobody's that gonna work. go in there and buy a car like it's yeah. <laughs> but uh 2500 seat theater uh, lots of restaurants, all kinds of stuff that you would expect. 43 stories tall, 2,420 rooms, as we already knew. It's really going to block some views for Cosmo. I was looking at some pictures from my recent Cosmo stay, and you get great views of the airport if you're up high enough, and that's all going to be completely blocked. But it's going to change kind of the whole face of that area, the strip. Walking down along the strip right now, you just had those strip malls and stuff like that. Now you're going to have a massive casino on that side. And uh, it's kind of the end of an era of Vegas. If you look at all the old pictures of Vegas, you had all these like old gas stations and shopping centers and everything else. And one by one, they were bought up, built in the mega resorts. And this is sort of that last stretch 
with uh, where the Hawaiian marketplace may be being part of that too, because we know that's going away into a, a four-story new mall that they're building as well. You know who might be the most upset about this is all the people that own the timeshares at Polo Towers, because they're basically just going to be looking at the side of a building now. <laughs> yeah, well, at least they're getting new malls and new stuff right there. But yeah, it kind of reminds me, yeah, Polo Tower is going to get built uh, into uh, around this casino, kind of like how Jockey Club got built around Cosmo. Uh, if you know what that all looks like uh, between Bellagio and Cosmo. But it's good, man. This is uh, like it's crazy to see how much money is being spent as we're in this time of economic uncertainty. I do remember like 07, like 08, especially. It was sort of like some uncertain times ahead and all these projects were moving forward. And then we ended up with things like Fountain Blue not happening, tons of condo projects not happening. So we'll see if the funding holds out. This one, I think, will get built. Tillman Fertitta has deep pockets. As you said, he owns the Houston Rockets, all of the Golden Nuggets, all the Landrys. The guy the guy is loaded, but he's also deeply connected and he knows the business really well. Yeah, it's a good addition to the strip, especially because, you know, it's somebody that owns casinos and knows what's going on and, and you know, is in Vegas, but not the strip of Vegas. So it'd be nice to have a new player on the strip and kind of break up that monopoly, especially in that section where it's very heavy MGM. So it'd be good to have something unique there. Now let's pivot to a project that probably won't be built. I think uh, Jackie Robinson and the all net arena people, uh, I think that they were jealous of all these like announcements coming and everything that's been happening because they just held a, uh, a press conference, showed off some new renderings of the all net arena and uh, they said they have full funding achieved. And like, you know, I just talked about funding and how that can be. Um, but they have like the county commissioners on board. Uh, they're going to be building, what, two new towers there along with the arena, tons of other stuff, but apparently no gaming space. Did you see those renderings in that video? What does it look like to you? You think this thing is going to get built? I mean, it looks like a, a pipe dream. I <laughs> I don't understand. It looks One, nice, though. It looks it, nice. Uh, well, yeah. However much they spent on the uh, rendering was probably just money tossed to the wind. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. <laughs> but it's it's just bizarre. Who builds a ba basketball arena without a basketball team? Like, is this... They think if I build it, they will come. Like, the NBA will just be like, well, you built it. Here you go. And you already have T-Mobile, which, what, costs like $250 million to build? And they're going to make this in like $5 billion? It's just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it's $4.9 billion expected to open towards the end of 2025. As you point out, uh, this will be a basketball facility, but they host, they plan to host other things. There are competing basketball projects. Uh, T-Mobile Arena, you know, is supposed to be able to hold a basketball team. But let's put that aside and say that people want a new arena. You have that arena yeah. project on the South <laughs> Strip uh, near Warm Springs and Las Vegas Boulevard, where the Brightline train station is going to be. So that's one competing project uh, from a company that is deep pockets and owns many other arenas in the country. Resorts World has also talked about possibly building an arena on their land just to the south. And then you have this project. So, I mean, of all the projects, I think the one on the South Strip probably has the best chance of getting built. No matter what, though, I can't see that we're going to get three new arenas. Plus, again, we have the Sphere coming in, another 18, 19,000 seat venue. I mean, you only need so many, you know, 20, 25,000 seat venues. I love how they're like, oh, we're going to build an arena, but we're going to add all these uh, hotel rooms. And then it sounds like they want to be the big player in convention if they did build it. And I love and a 24 lane bowling alley. Like what what good is 24 lanes going to do for a, pro, uh, a space that big? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like either leave it out or go all in. Well, the convention stuff's interesting because it does have that great location right next to the convention center. We know Fountain Blue is relying on that a lot with their construction that they're going to be a convention center hotel. So I guess that could make sense. But without the gaming, you're spending $5 billion and you don't even have a casino. So it's, 
None. It's a uh, it's a tough sell, but uh, hey, I mean, people are supposedly there. This project's been going on since 2010, so kudos to Jackie Robinson for not giving up on it. And let's hope uh, let's hope he gets it built. Uh, speaking of getting stuff built, we talked uh, a few months ago about New York, New York, and how they're renovating their rooms. A top to bottom renovation, 1,830 rooms, 155 suites, and I guess some of the new rooms are starting to come online. Uh, Las Vegas, UK, we saw on Twitter, posted some pictures. So we're getting a, an idea of what they look like in real life. They look pretty much like the concept renderings. I think the rooms look uh, really good. Throughout this conversation, I might throw up a little video of what the old rooms look like as well so you could see. It definitely looks like a big improvement. I'm a fan of New York, New York. I think it's a underrated casino. The prices are usually pretty good. I definitely stay there. I don't know. See, like I, I really like the renderings and it does feel New York to you when you look at it, but... Seeing it in person, it looks very dark and, and kind of cramped, like lower ceilings, popcorn ceilings. And then I know it's the pictures are taken at night, but it just feels like somebody's basement bedroom. Does does it do you get that vibe? Like it I don't, but I definitely understand the popcorn ceilings. Those are just sort of the, the bones of the room. And it's interesting that they didn't do more to kind of to fix that. But I definitely see what you're saying. The pictures are a little dark because it's at night. So hopefully during the day it'll look a little bit uh sprucier. It looks kind of like a link remodel to me. Yeah, I mean, let's it's throw, that same. Let's throw some wallpaper on this wall <laughs> and call it trendy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of what I expected from it anyway. I mean, that's the kind of level of hotel that it's at. I've talked about like how hotel rooms across the board are much nicer than they used to be. And I feel like this is a category of room that used to not be so nice. Like it would get the ugliest bedspreads and, you know, trying to do decor. And now it just gets this sort of simple industrial sort of look and yeah you're right it's not really fancy you know you get that sort of uh, linky treatment but at least it's nice and clean I don't know I like it uh, but I can't wait to kind of see it myself because there may be areas where they cut back where it's not so nice I don't know yeah I do like the brick wall uh behind the bed and stuff that does scream New York to me and it's it's definitely an upgrade I just it just felt very basement dingy <laughs> in the photos so i hope it doesn't feel that way in in person yeah me too i like i said i like that casino i'll try to get over there and stay i think all of the rooms are going to be done by the summer of next year 23 so if you're going to stay there make sure to ask for a renovated room see if you can get one and i think you'll you'll be happy with that over the old uh, room product all right so did you know that las vegas is getting a punk rock museum it's opening on january 13th in a very strange location it's off of western uh, which is, you know, not on the Strip. It's more of an, an industrial area. All kinds of artifacts from punk rock history, concerts, you know, flyers, all that sort of stuff. Uh, are you a big punk rock guy? No, not huge. And, you know, it does time up well with that, the festival or the, the music festival they're having next year. It, I wonder, it does sound like a punk rock uh, pick for the location, you know, industrial and all that. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool that they have, you know, guitars from tour that you can play and uh, the amps they used and stuff. And they said... Like, what happens if you break it? And they're like, we'll fix it just like we do on tour and everything. So that's unique. I don't know that anywhere else that lets you get that hands-on with, you know, famous musical instruments and stuff like that. So that will be kind of cool, especially if you're into it or you're a musician or you like guitars, to touch, you know, a guitar that your hero played or whatever. I think it's a nice addition. What it all plays out, I mean, it sounds more like it's going to be a store and stuff like that. And I don't know, like all More interactive? Thing. Yeah, yeah like I think it's... Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that it's not so stuffy where you'll be able to touch the stuff hands-on. So opening in January, so uh, good luck to them. The M&M's store on the Las Vegas Strip, 
just turned 25. They've welcomed over 100 million people. I didn't know there's only like six or seven of these M&M stores around the world. Uh, like so it's everywhere. a pretty special place. <laughs> I did too, but uh, not according to, to their press release. It says uh, Berlin, Disney Springs, London, Mall of America, New York, Shanghai, and Las Vegas. So there you go. I've been to uh, like two of them. I don't know. Just I've never really gotten the, the draw for M&M. I don't know. Does anybody like obsess about M&Ms that much? Like Maybe the different colors because you can get weird colors there. I don't know. And the tube and stuff. Coca-Cola makes a little bit more sense to me. They have those Coca-Cola stores and people are crazy about Coke and they have cool swag where M&M is kind of like, okay. But I mean, I guess people must just want to go in there and buy like the bags of picking different colors at M&Ms and making their own thing. So it, it, it must be popular. 100 million. It's pretty crazy. Hey, a lot of things in Las Vegas haven't made it 25 years. So, uh, Congratulations to the M&M's uh, store, as that whole area has changed around it. Uh, the Coca-Cola and M&M stores have hung on there. All right, last update of the day. Bally is continuing to change over. We're seeing all of the signage be taken down. It's still sort of in the middle of that deconstruction of the signage to add Horseshoe. But one more thing has now opened. We talked about how they closed their sports book down in that basement level all the way by the food court. It Where has now New York, turned. New York rooms are. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but now that's the uh, arcade is now open there in the old sports book uh, space. It looks really bright and interesting. Uh, lots of uh, fun stuff. Oversized arcade games. There's going to be a bar there with beer. I'm sure $20 uh, cocktails, things like that. But it looks good. I, I think it's a, an improvement of the space because before it was a, it was an okay sports book, but it was so disconnected from everything. I think it makes more sense down there where they have all the amusements yeah because you have the food court and stuff there so i think that's a good location for it the sports book it was a bigger sports book but it was really weird to go go back there and find it and it was always dead and empty so i can understand that you know why they wanted to make the change it looks like a a clean dave and busters to me because dave and busters are disgusting so it looks like uh, <laughs> I, maybe, and i've still probably, never been to one we have one here in <laughs> downtown Summerlin, but i haven't been to one yeah, I mean, because there's so many kids and it just gets it just gets gross. Like, you know, think of Chuck E. Cheese, but not quite that bad. Uh, so I imagine that this will get a bit dirty, but probably not as bad because I, I doubt it'll be as packed with kids as a Dave and Buster's is. But it does look very, you know, clean and bright and cool right now. So I'm sure people will go check it out. Does it have longevity? Has anything arcade wise lasted long term on the strip? I don't I don't feel like it does. It's going to be interesting to see what Horseshoe is when it finally opens because it's like feels like it's going to be like 85% Bally's with like, we changed this little thing, we changed this little thing, we changed this little thing, we changed the carpet, we changed the sign. So we'll we'll see if it actually feels like something substantially different or if it just feels like Bally's with a couple of new things uh, when it all opens. That's uh, There was a funny Twitter comment that somebody said, what is this becoming the Orleans of the Strip? Like, is the movie theater next after the arcade? (laughs) I don't know. Like Bally's, Bally's wasn't really anything to me anyway. Like it didn't have a an identity or anything that I could be like, oh, that's Bally's. So I don't know. You, they have a blank canvas. Hopefully they don't just leave it like the horseshoes just kind of blah, the most blah of anything on the strip. Well, let's hope not. We want to hear what you guys think about this and everything else. Let us know about Horseshoe, about the new casino. Do you think all net arena is actually going to get built? Uh, I think both of us don't think that's going to happen, but we want to hear what you have to say. Don't forget to leave a comment. If you like the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you to all the 30,000 plus subscribers out there, people who helped us get over that number. Uh, Tell a friend about us. Hit that notification bell so you see all of our new videos. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time.